You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast. Got another great episode for you today, but before I begin, you guys know the deal. If you've never listened to this podcast before, I'm Coach Ben. Welcome in. If you're not familiar with who I am, I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I have amassed an 820-pound bench press in my career, and I have the fortunate enough pleasure of coaching lifters across the globe through our online coaching program. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, awesome episode for you guys today. We're talking about training intensities. All right, a question that I get asked often is, what weight should I use for secondary work, whether it's close grip bench or barbell row? And what intensity should I work at for accessories? Should I stick with lower reps? Should I stick with higher reps? How to change intensities for main work on the, the training session? You know, all these are questions that I get fairly often and a lot corresponding with some of our program templates that we have available on bingbenches.com. Right? A lot of our program templates runs off, some are both percentage and RPE based, but a lot of RPE based training. Why I use RPE based is because it doesn't lock you into a specific number. So you're able to choose the weight depending how you feel that day, you know, and you have more room to adjust that weight. You just need to have a proficiency of knowing what intensity you're working at Um, rather than designating a certain percentage. And that's where I get the most questions is lifters looking for a certain percentage, certain number to work off, um, which is fine. I'm happy to help whoever out who has that question, but I kind of wanted to get into why I base different intensities and different sections of the workouts okay so we start with our main work for the day if we're going to break down a training session i think of it as all right here's our main work it's going to be the movements that we're trying to compete with you know the squat bench deadlift something that is super mechanically similar that's that's the main objective for the day is hitting this chunk of training right here okay whether it's like squat three by five or pause squat you know, three by three, whatever it is. Now, after that, following that, is what I call secondary work. Okay, this is mechanically similar movements, but not quite accessories. We're not trying to isolate anything. We're just trying to work on weak points. So going back to if your main squat day is three by five, maybe the secondary work is a front squat, trying to develop the quads and the lower body. All right, we're doing a front squat, beltless, three by eight. Okay, that's secondary work. Now, accessories is a lot of isolation-based movements, okay? Um, And I'll even break that down into different categories. You know, we have some compound-type movements like a barbell row, all right? That's accessory work, but it's heavier accessory work. You know, it's a movement where we can really load weight onto the bar. And then we have accessories like a tricep pushdown, all right, that's not going to be much weight. You know, we might even do that banded. So that's going to be usually high reps. So we have those small isolation movements and we have those heavier compound accessories. So we can even break down that accessory portion into two different things. Okay, so main work for the day. That's going to be highly dependent on what kind of program you're running. 
Okay, if you're doing like a linear periodization or undulating type periodization or even a conjugate style system, right, you're going to have different intensities you're working at for main work. Okay, so you might be in the 70 to 80% zone. You might be working to a max effort. You may be uh, on a deload week. You know, it really depends on your programming and what the goal is. Um, this is the bulk of the training. Knowing how to program in different intensities and make modifications to the main work, that's your bread and butter. That's that's the big stake on your plate of gains, okay, is that main work. So that you want to have really dialed in. You want to be sticking to the program as best you can, okay. And that's why I get the question so often about, all right, so say this rep work here is at an RPE7. What would that equate to? And, you know, RPE7 to 8, I'd say around that 80 to 87 percent range depending on the reps too you got to factor in you know what type of rep range you're working at typically 83 percent of a lifter's max is going to be something that they should do for an eight rep max 87 percent of a lifter's max is something they could do for a five rep 93 percent of a lifter's max is something they could do for three reps max effort okay so going off some of those values Right, we can base the working zones that we want to be in based on the RPE. So if we're doing a set of three, then it should be RPE. So we're not trying to we're leaving a couple reps in the tank. You know, we're trying to, you know, make sure these these reps are manageable and technically proficient. Okay, if we're trying to do three reps of an RPE, we're probably going to work more around that 87, 85 percent range. You know, something that we could do for a five rep max, but we're doing it for three. Okay, so you gotta, that's how you kind of factor in and, and the percentages and getting an exact number. But uh, main work, the end of the day, the point I want to get across here is that that's highly dependent on the program that you are using. Secondary work. Now, pretty much across the board, and you can make some deviations depending on how you're feeling for the day, but a lot of secondary work, everything I program is going to, I don't give it a value in our templates. I don't usually assign an RPE. Um, I, I sign in the notes. I say, hey, secondary work, let's treat it as RPE 8. Okay, but I don't assign percentages or anything specific for this. Okay, I just want a basic progression week to week on the secondary work, and I want it to be around an RPE 8. So I don't need it to be totally balls out to the point where you're failing reps. You know, if we're doing board work after heavy benching, we don't have to completely exhaust ourselves to failure on another movement, another big movement, okay? It's a mechanically similar movement, but we're trying to attack a weak point. So we're just trying to get what we need to get out of it, and that doesn't mean we have to burn ourselves out. So we want good, clean, technical reps, feeling the muscles working now we want to work. Okay, so across the board, all the secondary work I, I program in for our athletes if it's like pause deadlifts or like I said front squats or if it's a paused bench something like that it's all considered around RP8 so it might be around a three three sets of six and then you can just assume it's RP8 okay the next week maybe it's four sets of five or four sets of three you can see what I did there the, the sets increased a little bit but the intensity is now higher because we're working at less reps so we get our progression that way. But it remains to be about an RPE each time. You know, push it to that tolerable amount. Okay, so that was how I would treat uh, secondary work. I don't think you need to work to a balls-out effort on secondary work, nor do you want to sandbag it. You know, it shouldn't be so easy that you don't get anything out of it. So it's finding that sweet zone with the weight. And that might depend on the session too. So you got a main workout that is really 
took a lot out of you, you're probably not going to be able to use as much weight on the secondary work. So that's another reason why I like to auto-regulate training there is and allow the lifters that really pick that weight. Because some days this is going to be less because maybe you came into the session already fatigued and the main work just took a lot out of you. Okay. So assume secondary work about RP8. Now accessory work. Again, for heavy compound movements like a barbell row, you know, a big row like that, or maybe a JM press on the bench, you're doing a tricep specific JM press, we're going to have more weight on the bar naturally and lower reps. These are movements that I would definitely take advantage of being able to load the bar with a significant amount of weight and do for lower reps and, and high weight. Okay, do this for more intensity. And I'd still put it under the accessory umbrella, but these are the accessories I like to start out with is your big compound movements. Okay, and then I'd like to transition into isolation. Because if we did isolation before compound, then we're not going to really get as much out of some of those movements because if I did a bunch of tricep pushdowns, a bunch of kickbacks and things, and then tried to go into a JM press, I'm going to be smoked. I can't really take advantage of really loading up the bar. Same reason why we don't usually do accessories and burn ourselves out before we do our main work for the day. Okay, so I would just save the compound movements you do first and save the accessories, uh, isolation accessories for right after. Now with isolation accessories, let's let's go into a tricep pushdown. All right, tricep pushdown, very tricep specific. Nothing else is really taking over. We don't want to get the lats in the play. We don't want to get anything else in the play. We want to do this for high reps. Okay, do this for 15, 20 reps. Really go to, to gain some work capacity, gain some fatigue, put a lot of time under tension on those muscles. Okay, try not to completely... Uh, don't don't put yourself in a position where the tension comes off the muscle. You know, really always keep that tension on the whole time for all those reps. Okay, but those isolation movements on the back end of the accessory work, I would take to failure. While as the front end accessory work, some of the heavier stuff we talk about, barbell rows, stuff like that, you could take it to failure. You you could do that, but that again, I like to to leave a little bit in the tank. So you know when you're about to kind of give out. Um, you know, you might be able to squeeze out another rep, but best you probably reserve it. That's where you want to stop when those big compound accessories. If I'm doing a JM press and I'm like, oh, that next rep's going to be sketchy, I'm probably just going to hang it up there. Okay, the back end work, tricep pushdowns for 20 reps, I'm taking that to failure. Okay, I, I want to exhaust the muscle f muscles fully. Okay, I don't want to leave anything left in the tank there. End of the workout, back end of the workout, we're taking everything to failure. Okay, so you don't have to sandbag those 20 reps. You know, it doesn't have to be completely technically proficient. We want to hold good technique and whatever accessories we're doing, but we want to make sure we're burning ourselves out. So we're finishing the workout, going to failure. So there you have it, guys. We touched on different categories of the training session. Get your main work, secondary work, heavy accessories, and then isolation accessories. Okay. Now, rep ranges are intensities for each, right? Main work really depends on your programming, whatever, you're, whatever programming you're utilizing. Secondary work, pretty much RPE across the board. You know, leaving some reps in the tank, using a weight you can handle, moderate weight. Heavy accessories, taking that to about an RP9, really taking it just short of failure, pushing yourself on those moves, and then taking isolation accessories, tricep pushdowns, little things like that, taking that to absolute failure, really 
put out everything you can give and the, the end of the workouts there. All right, guys, so to recap it for you, um, that's that's kind of the intensity loading scheme that, that we're looking at. That's how I program for our athletes. So hopefully this podcast helped you out. If it does, please tell a friend, hey, follow us, BenchCast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. You're telling a friend really helps grow this podcast, and I would appreciate that very, very much. Thank you for everyone tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys next week.